Hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. We're going to be um, in the book of Galatians chapter 5. We're going to continue on in in this conversation we've been in for a little bit now. The verses we're going to look at tonight um, are Galatians 5 verses 16 through 21. Uh, so if you got your Bibles, you can turn there with me. If not, it's on the screen for you. Uh, I'm going to begin reading in verse 16. This is what it says. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets, it, sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these things are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you were led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, enviness, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. That means that list is not exhaustive, my friends. That's just a few things that us humans get to try to deal with. Things like these, of which I have forewarned you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's one of the scriptures where you look at, and it may not put a smile on your face right away, but I believe that God's going to give us a word tonight, and uh, you're going to walk out of here encouraged. You're going to walk out encouraged. Uh, The title of this message is One Step at a Time. One Step at a Time. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We love you so much, um, and God, we, we declare that you are the God of breakthroughs. You are the God of life change. You are the God that, that picks up the pieces and makes something beautiful. That's, that's who you are. That's who you are, God, that's, and that's who we need you to be. You are our creator. You love us more than anything. You, you sent your son for us. God, you are so, you're so good. I just pray that, that right now in this moment, you would put us in a posture of gratitude. God, I pray just over this, this evening, I pray for everybody in this room that, God, you would help us to lean into you tonight. That, God, you would help us to open up our, heart, our hearts, open up our eyes, open up our ears, open up our hands, God, to receive what you have for us. God, I pray for anybody in this room who is carrying heavy burdens, who is struggling. God, I pray that, that you would lift those from them. God, I pray that you do a work tonight in our hearts and our minds. God, I pray for myself as I know, God, that I cannot do this without you, and I won't try. I'll abide in you as you abide in me. God, I ask that when words fill me, you would speak, because, God, you know what we need to hear, so I pray that you would speak tonight in a powerful way. And, God, we ask this in the holy and the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're talking about one step at a time this evening. Um, as we kind of make our way to, to that ending point of one step at a time, I, I want to bring us back a few verses and, and, and look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, because there's something that, that we need to pull out of, of this as we move into Galatians 16 through 21, which we, we read previously. Galatians 5, 14 says this, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law is fulfilled in this one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, which is to say that, that if you genuinely love people, 
and you put that love into action, you will live your life in a way that fulfills God's law. Paul says this super plainly in Romans chapter 13. For those of you who like it a little bit more simpler than that, I got you right here. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Now, I'm a pastor's kid, and I've been at this thing for a long time. I've heard these verses a lot. How about y'all? Y'all heard these verses quite a few times? I would, I would admit tonight that I haven't spent the time looking at this scripture like I should, really dissecting what it means. Because I think this, this verse and, and this idea that, that the law is fulfilled as we love our neighbor, I, I think it teaches us something very important. What it, what it teaches us in the end is that our heart has a lot to do with our actions. Our heart has a lot to do. Let, let me show you what I mean by that. This says, love your neighbor as yourself, Right? It doesn't say love yourself as you love your neighbor, which to me seems like the Bible is suggesting a little bit that we kind of start out with the love for ourselves, right? Like we kind of know how to treat ourselves, what's best for ourselves, but somewhere along the way, we, we, we got to have a heart for others. Somewhere along the way, we got to learn how to, how to love others, how to treat others, and, and either that's learned or maybe it comes from a source that is not within us at first. Jesus, you know, he's asked this question, hey, what's the most important commandment? And what does he say? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'm somebody who believes in, 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 in God and, and his intentionality. Now, I believe the Bible is very specific, and, and it gives us things in order that, like, if the Bible puts it in that order, I'm going to say let's rock with that, right? Like, let's probably stick with that. I think Jesus has really given us some huge insight here with, with these commandments that, that we are to start with loving God, which, one, because there's nothing in the world that we should love more than God, amen? There's nothing more we should love more than God. And, and once you get that right, once you get that heart postured to where your heart loves God and you give your heart to God, it's going to change you, and it's going to help you to love your neighbor, to help you to love your neighbor. I am, I'm always trying to grow and get better uh, as a husband, as a communicator, as a pastor. And, and so I'm always looking for things to make me better. And so tonight uh, and from now on, I've, I've added something to my repertoire in, in speaking. Uh, I've added something to my bag, as the young, the young bucks like to say. I've added something to my bag. And, and just full admission, got to get it out there. I, t I stole this from somebody else. I did not come up with this myself. Um, I, I got it from a guy. His name is uh, Pastor Hayden Ratner. He's a, a pastor out in Las Vegas, Nevada. His church is called Walk Church, and he was our camp speaker this summer at Zona. And this dude, man, when I tell you this dude was so cool, like played professional basketball. He just loved people, um, was a super, super cool guy, was a great communicator, knew the word. And, man, I, I'm man enough to admit this. Uh, and this is going to shock some of you, he had a way stronger shoe game than I did, which, like, that don't happen often, especially in pastor circles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm normally good there, but he had a strong shoe game. But, but Pastor Heidman was an incredible speaker and communicator, and he, he had these things in his sermons that he called reality statements, and I'm straight up stealing it from him, but I'm giving him, I'm giving him credit. These are reality statements, and, and what a reality statement is, it's, it's a statement of reality, a statement to remind you of the truth right? So many times our, our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions can, can pull us in all kinds of directions, and we need a few things in our back pocket to remind us of what's true and remind us of the truth. 
and I got one of these. I got a few of them for you tonight, actually. But this first one is when God has your heart, people will have your heart also. When God has your heart, people will have your heart also. You see, I, I believe that, that there is a direct relation between the way we love God and the way we love people. I, I believe that when, when God has our heart, when we give our hearts to God, he gives, a, he gives it back to us and it's different than it was before because now it's passionate about others. Man, God is passionate about our friends and our family, about our coworkers, about the people we work out with, the people we play golf with. Like God has a passion for them. And, and you can't give your heart to God truly and not give your heart to those people too. Because you are to love God, not, not just with your devotion to him, but the way that you love people. You're to give your heart to God and, and, and honor him and glorify him. And part of that is loving the people that he loves. Amen. Right. Loving the people that he cares about, the people that he longs after. When, when God has your heart, people will have your heart also. Right. The importance of the heart is what I need us to see right now. It's what I need us to see right now. It, it, it says in, in, in Psalms, I believe it's verse, yeah, chapter 4, verse 23, it says to guard our hearts above all else. Guard our hearts above all else because out of the heart comes the course of your life. Jesus goes so far to say in in Matthew 12 that even the word somebody speaks is a glimpse into their heart. Even the word you speak is a glimpse into what's going on right here. My friends, this is important for us to understand and grasp for our conversation tonight. And the reason it is 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 because I think the the Bible establishes this truth that there is a relation between our heart in our actions. And when it comes to this stuff in Galatians 5, I, I think it's fair to say that these things that we struggle with, the sin, the, the temptation, the, whatever it is, the, the things that Paul usually calls the flesh, right? The things of the flesh. I think those things may have a lot more to do with our heart than they do with our conduct. I, I, I think that, that the, the, the state of our heart, where our heart is at, has a lot to do with the actions that we take with the life that we live, with the things that we pursue. Can we just do a quick little self-check? Self Are y'all down to do a self-evaluation real quick? Just take a little inventory. What has your heart tonight? What has your heart tonight? What do you love? What did you wake up thinking about this morning? What, 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 what gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you excited? Is it the things of this world? Is it money? Is it power? Is it a relationship? Is it... Is it golf? Sometimes. You know, we can be real. I'm working on that slice. But, but, but for real, sometimes I, I get excited in the morning. I wake up. I get to go play golf. But what has, what has your heart? Because that's kind of a fun joking thing, but there's also things that get us out of bed in the morning that are also way more serious. Things that keep us up at night that are way more serious, right? Things that, that maybe we don't want to admit we're longing after, maybe things that we don't want to admit we're trying to find our purpose and value in. Maybe it's those things of the flesh. You love the things of the flesh, the, the things that feel good for a moment, but you seem to always be chasing it after. Do you love the things that, that one day moths and rust will destroy, things that will not last forever? What has your heart tonight? Or have you given your heart to God? Have you given your heart to God and said, God, I'm, I'm yours, all of me. You, you have my heart. There's nothing else I desire but you. I want you. I want to know you more. I want to walk with you deeper. I want you to change me. I want to tell other people, God, I just, I want you. Are you longing after the things of the spirit? Love, joy, 
patience, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control. Is that what you long for? Is that what you want in your life? What do you want? Let, let's do a little self-evaluation from time to time. Let's take a moment and slow down and, and check on what's going on in here. Check what's going on in here. I think it'll be very revealing to us. I think it'll be revealing to us. There's a connection between our heart, what we desire, and our actions. Now, I would venture to say that most of us in this room tonight, we love God. We love God. We, we love Jesus. He is our Savior, our friend. And, 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 and we do. We long to live righteously. We, we, we long to do what's right. We long to seek his face. But we're in this room tonight, and we're, we're struggling. We're in this room tonight, and, and we feel like we're in a fight, a fight against the flesh, a fight against anxiety, a fight against depression, a fight against fear. We, we, we feel like we're in a fight. Some of us in here, we're fighting against these things. And, and, and when Paul says in Romans chapter 7, man, I'm, I'm all too human. Like, we feel him on that, right? We feel him all that. When, when C.S. Lewis, he says, a man never knows how bad he is until he's tried very hard to be good. Like, we, can, we feel that, right? We feel that. Man, maybe you're here and you're tired and you're weary. And, and, and we went through that list in Romans chapter 5, or in, in Galatians chapter 5, and and you cringed because one of those things in that list is something you're battling, and it's hard to face. Man, if you were here tonight and that is you, I got a word for you. I got some encouragement for you. I'm believing God is going to give you a renewed strength and a renewed energy. You feel me? And it's going to be awesome. So I got a few things for you. The first comes at you through a reality statement. The cross has got you covered. Amen. The cross has got you covered. You see, there's not a thing listed in, in Galatians chapter 5 that the cross doesn't cover. There's not a thing listed, anything you're facing right now, that the blood of Jesus does not cover. And because of Jesus and his finished work on the cross, because of that death and resurrection, you know what you are? You are more than a conqueror, is what the Bible says, that you are more than a conqueror. Can I just, like, speak to you and tell you that? You are more than a conqueror. That means that what you're facing right now, in the end, will not overcome you. But you're more than a conqueror. That doesn't mean you're just going to slide by and, and get past that thing. Like, you could beat the brakes off of that thing, man. You are more than a conqueror. But listen, you're only more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That's it. Through Christ Jesus, the only way you're more than a conqueror. So if you're in this room tonight and you know Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. Keep fighting. Keep going. Keep your head up. Don't give up. But tonight I want to show you on how to fight the right way. Because some of us in this room are in a fight, but I want to show you how to fight the right way. Man, lean in with me right here because this is, this is it, man. This is it. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come on, let me show you right now that God's way is better. Let me show you his way is better. Resist and then submit. Resist and then submit. Y'all awake? That's not God's way. That's our way. How does our way go? Not very good right? No, God says, submit to me. Come to me first. Humble yourself and then resist. 
My friends, I, I wonder if we fall into temptation, we, we struggle with these things and they get the better of us because we're too focused on resisting and not focused on submitting, submitting to Jesus. I wonder if we sometimes get this thing mixed up. Let me show you. This, this word submit right here, you know what that means? It means to line up under, to line up under. It's the word used for soldiers coming under a commander in battle, for soldiers to come up under a commander. Can we just stick with that imagery for a second? Can we get creative tonight? Can we get creative? Can you just picture that with me? Going into a battle, and you're resisting before you're submitting. So you go into a battle. There's, there's bullets flying everywhere, bombs going off, and you didn't check with your commander before you went out there. You don't know where your squad's at, where your backup's at. You don't know where you go for safety. You don't even know what the mission is. You have no idea where to go. It's absolutely bananas. Bullets going everywhere, and you're just there trying to survive. You're just fighting for your life. Man, that is us when we resist before we submit. Amen? That, that's us. We're out there on our own with no guidance, with no game plan. We're just out there on our own strength. And my friends, we know where that leads. Leads to defeat. Leads to discouragement. Leads to, I did it again. Leads to, am I ever going to get over this? But God's way is better. He's always speaking a better word. He's always speaking a better word. And he says, submit to me. I got you. And then we're going to fight. We're going to fight the right way. Man, my friends, I, I fear when, when we get this mixed up, we set ourselves up for failure. And not only do we set ourselves up for failure, I believe that God's always doing more than we can see. We, we, we miss what God is trying to do in our lives. We, we miss the lesson he's trying to teach us, what he's trying to show us. We miss the opportunity for him to show us more of who he is. Let me give you some insight, insight from a very good friend of mine, Charles Spurgeon. It's my guy. I talk to him a lot. <laughs> this is what Spurgeon said. But how shall the glory of God be manifested to such fallen creatures as we are? Man's eye is not single. He has ever a side glance towards his own honor, has too high an estimate of his own powers. And so, it is not, so is not qualified to behold the glory of the Lord. It is clear then that self must stand out of the way, that there may be room for God to be exalted. And this is the reason why he brings his people oftentimes into straits and difficulties, that being made conscious of their own folly and weakness, they may be fitted to behold the majesty of God when he comes forth to work their deliverance. When he comes forth to work their deliverance. Spurgeon understood, it's, it, it's not me and it can't be me. He works my deliverance. He works my deliverance. My friends, when, when we resist before we submit, we miss those opportunities where God gets to show off. We miss those opportunities where, where God does something amazing, things that we never thought were possible because we overestimate ourselves. Hope that doesn't offend you tonight. You don't have it like that. I just, you don't have it like that. But that's okay because God's got your back. He fills in the gaps, amen? And, 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 and when, 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 we, when we resist before we submit, we just miss so many powerful things. Those moments where you get to say, God, I, I can't do this. I've been fighting and I'm tired. I can't do this, God. You have to do it for me. You know what he says? Okay, give it here, son. Give it here, daughter. I, I, I got you. And then he does this amazing work in your life and he delivers you and you sit back and you're just like, wow, God, you were so big. I used to think this stuff was big. 
I used to think that temptation, that depression, that thing I was facing, I thought that was huge. But in light of you, that's nothing. You miss those moments. You miss the lesson that Apostle Paul talked about when he said, man, I boast in my weakness. I boast in my weakness so that the power of Jesus may be revealed in me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. John the Baptist said, I got to become less and less and less and less and less. Amen. He's got to become more and more and more, and he will, and he is. Don't miss that, man. Don't miss that because you're, you're overestimating your own abilities. Submit to God. Humble yourself. Line up under. Learn how to fight the right way. Learn how to fight the right way, man. This is so important, and, and that's the posture I believe we have to take to walk with the Spirit. Paul's talking about walk with the Spirit. That's the way you, you don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. You've got to get the posture right. You've got to get the heart right. Well, that's going to be not a fun walk. It's going to be not a fun walk. Because what's the point of walking with the Spirit? To do what He wants, right? To go where He wants to go. To follow His leading. His ways are better. They're better than ours. That's the whole point is to walk with Him and walk a better way. The path that leads to life. The path that leads to abundance. That's the way of the Spirit. Paul teaches us that the ways of the flesh are in opposition to that. My friends, listen to this. That means if you're on the side of one, you are against the other. You, you can't, Jesus says you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. You can't, you can't serve two masters. There's a path that leads to life. There's a path that leads to death and destruction. My dad used to say this all the time. He hadn't said it in a minute. So I hope I don't mess it up. But he said one of the most spiritual and powerful and important things you can do is to choose. Is to choose. My friends, you got to choose which path you're going to walk. You got to choose which way you're going to go. Are you going to follow after the flesh? Are you going to go your own way, what you want, doing what you want to do? Are you going to follow the leading of the spirit? The life that, that Jesus died for. The life that he offers you. My friends, you got to understand this is your life now. The way of the Spirit is your life now. It shouldn't be a choice. Right? Like it shouldn't be a thought, a second thought. This way goes to destruction. That way goes to life. Come on, everybody. Let's go that way. Let's go that way. But I, I want to be sensitive because a lot of us, we've been there before, right, where, where we have, didn't know which path to take and, and, and we went our own way and we learned the hard way, right? Like we, a lot of us have been there. Man, I want you to know tonight, it's not too late to turn around. It's not, too late to, it's not too late to pivot, to make a shift and go the way God wants you to go. I believe you might be in here tonight and God is just, that's the reason you're here. That God is trying to get your attention to be like, hey, hey, I got a different way. I got a different way. It's still going to be hard, but my yoke is easy. It's still going to be difficult, but I'm going to walk with you. It's still going to be difficult, but you're going to get through this over here. What about the story of the prodigal son, amen? Oh, we turn around and go back to your heavenly father. His arms are open. He's ready to throw a party. He's ready for you to find life. It's not too late, my friends. Turn, turn around. Turn around, turn around. Just a few last things, and then we'll get on up out of here. Because I really need, really need to clarify something about, about the verbiage here. In, in James, it tells us to submit, Right? I want to remind you that that word is for soldiers coming under a commander. 
coming under somebody who knows more, coming under somebody who has a plan. That means that that word submit is not passive. That word submit does not mean sit down and chill out once you get there. No, submit, therefore, to God and then resist, right? Line up and let's go. That's what that's saying. You, could, you, 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 you put this together with Galatians 5, talking about walking with the Spirit, right? That means line up and go. My friends, you can't walk with the Spirit and be still. Amen. Now, listen, there are times in our life where we should be patient and we should rest and, and sit under the Spirit and, 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 and seek guidance and seek wisdom and seek discernment, but that's not our conversation tonight. I'm talking about lining up and going, Amen. right? Because you got to know the Holy Spirit's going to work. The Holy Spirit's going to work. The Holy Spirit is, is a fortifier and a helper. Amen. He has wonderful plans for you. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to do an amazing work in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to take your character, shape it, and mold it until you start looking like Jesus. Amen. Until you start living like him. Until you start acting like him and people around you start to notice. Amen. The Holy Spirit's on a mission, man. Right. On a mission. If you're going to walk with the Spirit, you've got to join in on the mission. You got to join in on the mission. Amen. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit doing. Let's let's not only hop and walk, walk on that path and walk with him. Let's get to work. Right. right? Let's get to work. I, I want to show you. I'm going to try. I, I'm going to ask for some grace. I'm going to try to pronounce this word. <laughs> Me and Brian were in the back trying to practice it and I still messed it up. In Galatians 5 verse 16, there's a word here that Paul uses for walking. Here we go. This is what it's, <laughs> this is the word. Peripateo. Is that right? Peripateo. I, I was afraid I was going to say potato. <laughs> Peripateo. I, I can't pronounce it, but I can tell you what it means. This is what that word means. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. This word means to make one's way in progress in a particular direction. This word means to move with purpose. That means when you walk with the Spirit, you're moving with purpose. Amen. You're not a chicken with your head cut off. You're, you're not wayward just walking about. No, you're on the way somewhere. Right. The Holy Spirit is, is taking you somewhere. The Holy Spirit is on a mission. Right. Man, we, we, we wandering around too much. Right. We're, we're wandering around too much. Amen. Man, we, we, we say it all the time. We don't need anybody else to be a churchgoer. We don't. We, we need more people who look like Jesus. We need more people who are walking with the Spirit, who are on this mission. Man, Christians, one of the, the, the most dangerous things the enemy can turn you into is a content Christian. Content. That you're cool, that you're chilling. I, I got my stuff, and yeah, I can handle a few things over here. I struggle every once in a while here, but, but I'm good. I'm going to heaven. Like, that's, that's an idea of cheap grace. Grace was not cheap. It cost somebody their life, Right? We should be moved by that. What we're talking about today is not passive. We're talking about something that's passionate. Amen. We're talking about something that's purposeful and meaningful. Right. Man, we cannot be content. We got to pray for a hunger for more. Amen. We got to pray for a hunger for this word. Amen. Let it get in us. Let it shape us the way we think, the way we talk, the way we act. And let's get on mission with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, this is not a run the clock out situation. Amen. <laughs> we're trying to hang 100 on somebody. We're going for it, man. Amen. What did Mickey tell Rocky before we fought Clubber Lang? He said, the worst thing that could happen to any fighter happened to you. He said, you got civilized. You got civilized. Amen. My friends, the enemy preys on the civilized. Right. 
and the content and the lukewarm. But you see, those who walk with the Spirit, they are not like that. Because you can't be that close to the fire and not warm up, amen? You can't be that close to the fire and not work up. My friends, it's time to get hot again. It's time to be reignited, to be renewed. Man, there's, there's more life, y'all. There's more life for you. There's, there's more joy to experience. There's more happiness to obtain. There's more miracles to see. There's more about God to learn. There's more addictions to break. There's more chains to fall off. There's more people that need to hear this message. God's not done, man. We're acting like it's done. It's, he's not done. There's more. There's more. There's more. Man, I pray that God would just put that hunger in our hearts, that, that we would truly walk with the Spirit in a passionate way and warm up and warm up. Amen? Amen, man. Let me, let me give you one last thing, and then, and then I'm done. Messages like these can be inspiring, right? And they are encouraging. And, and, and it's amazing, though, to me how, how we can come in this room and get so hot and walk out in the summer in Arizona and chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hot out there, y'all. We get fired up in here, and it sounds good, right? It sounds great. Pastor Ashok talked about this a few weeks ago. Right, like we got this fire in us, we come in here, we get fire. My friends, we gotta feed the flame though. You, you, you gotta walk out of here and keep walking with the Holy Spirit. Do things that will ignite you, right? Do things that will ignite you, hunger for the word, walk with Jesus. Don't be content, don't be civilized. There's more, there's more. Begin to practice holy habits, right? Begin to practice holy habits so that you can, you can continue to walk with, with the Spirit and be ignited. Another thing about messages like this is, is they sound real good, and it sounds cool to be like Jesus, but we know ourselves, don't we? Yeah. And we're like, man, can I, can I really get there? Yeah. Like, I, maybe I can go a week without doing something bad, but, like, eventually I'm going to mess up again, or i got to go back to work on Monday. These people are nuts, <laughs> right? And, and you're like, eventually, when I, I stumble again, yeah, but there's grace for that. Amen. There's grace for that. But can you be shaped into the image of Jesus, into the character of Jesus? Yes. That's what, that's what we're talking about. The Holy Spirit will do that. But listen, it all comes back to that submission, that humility. For with man, it is not possible. With God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. And then last thing, last thing, man. We can get discouraged when we look too far ahead. When we look too far ahead and we think, man, I don't know if I can go that long or I don't know if I can keep this up. Or, or. And when we think too far ahead, we can begin to be discouraged. We can begin to, to, to waver and, and get to the point where we're like, man, I'm not even going to give this a shot. I'm going to fail anyway, right? What if we just shifted our mindset to just one step at a time? That you weren't worried about next week, tomorrow, even later this evening. But the next step you took, you said, I'm going to follow after the Spirit. The next step I take is going to be a step in holiness. Just the next step. I'm not worried about the step after that. I'm not worried about the step next week. I'm going to take the next step in holiness. And this is what happens. As you take one step in holiness, God's going to give you the grace to do it again. And he's going to give you the grace to do it again. He's going to give you the grace to do it again. And then all of a sudden you're going to look back and be like, look at this progress I've made. And God's like, I know, dude, I've been trying to do this for a long time. But just one step at a time. One step at a time is the way to go.
Because you can take, this is the last reality statement what we're in with. Your next step can be a step towards holiness. Your next step, remember, these statements are truth. They have already happened or they are going to happen for you. Your next step can be a step towards holiness. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for us and then we'll get on up out of here. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. Glorify you. Thank you for this evening and we thank you for, it, for what you're going to do in us moving forward. God, I pray with everything I have in me that you would ignite a fire in us. That, that we would walk with the Holy Spirit in a way that will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, but that will glorify you. That we would live lives that people look at us and they see something different. And they don't see us, but they see you. I pray, God, that you would, you would bring that to fruition in our lives. That you would give us a hunger for that, God. That you would give us a steadfastness in that, God. That, that you would put some grit in us to continue to push forward, God. God, I pray that you would keep us present. You can only move one step at a time. So I pray, God, that we wouldn't worry about tomorrow. We wouldn't worry about later today. That we would focus on right now in the next step that we take. Help us to take steps of holiness. Help us to form holy habits. Help us to glorify you with the way we live our lives. Pray for anybody in this room, God, who does not know you. Man, if you were here, somebody died on a cross for your sins. Somebody has eternal, abundant life for you. Man, if that is you and you don't know Jesus, I just want to encourage you to come grab me or Pastor Greg after this prayer, and we would love to just talk to you about what that means. I pray for anybody else in this room, Lord, who knows you, who loves you, who's given their heart to you, but is just struggling. Maybe it's just a few things going on, or maybe they feel like they're walking down the wrong path. God, I pray for that person that you would give them courage. God, that you would give them courage and strength to turn to you and to follow after you with all they have. God, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you. And we thank you for the word that you spoke tonight. And we ask this in your holy name, your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.